wrote down the first line of my, uh, my words this morning. Why are we here? It was supposed to be my opening question, but before I do that, I have to really thank a number of people, but um, I must thank Rav uh, Chaim Cohen Shlita, who is here. 20 years ago, when we first opened up the Koil, he was the person who said that he would help us, and he's continued to do that for the last 20 years, and his um, halachic guidance and expertise is something that we have all benefited from. We hope as Hashem Yisbarak to continue to benefit from as well. Shkayach, thank you. Okay. Okay. okay, I want to thank, obviously, all, the, all of the organizers, and uh, I want to thank the city, the city of Chicago, for hosting this event and inviting everybody in from all over the country. I was davening this morning and thinking about um, where I've come from and what, uh, what is about to take place today was extremely overwhelming. Okay, so here we go. I'd like to introduce myself. My mother's father's father, that's my great-grandfather, Aleim HaSholem, came to America in 1904. He settled in a little town called Millis, Massachusetts. He was uh, probably the first Jew to be a Boston a Chassid, getting to Boston years before the first Boston or ever. He was a Shema Shabbos his entire life until he died 70 years later at the age of 99. He built a shul on a farm in this little town. He was a cattle farmer, as was my Zaydol HaSholem, a cattle farmer. And four of my uncles were cattle farmers. He had nesyonis about Shabbos, and Baruch Hashem, he was able to withstand them. Nowadays, we all know it's a different world, Baruch Hashem. The nesyon of keeping Shabbos is really no longer what it was like 115 years ago. However, there are many people, Baruch Hashem, who are Mahadr and Shmir Shabbos, but because of what has gone on in the world, and we all know that the world has changed, most businesses are open 24-7. And as a result of that, as a result of that, there are many new Shilas that have come up. Many new Shilas. So let's begin a little bit of a Hagdama into what's going to be taking place the rest of the day. In my lifetime, I've been a row for 30 years and we've had the Kodal for 20 years. I've given Baruch Hashem many, many Shurim. About two years ago, I was asked to start giving a series of Shurim, the likes of which I have never given. And we've given this year once every two months, maybe once every three months. The difference is that this year is in an office. Sometimes there were 30 owners there. Sometimes there were 20 owners there. And uh, I guess in modern day vernacular, you would call it a real time shear, which meant I was asked to speak about Shilas that were not only Gishmak and not only Nogeya, 
but they were immediately relevant to a person's conduct as far as how he runs his business or how she runs the business. I'm going to give you the titles of the shurim that we, uh, that we spoke about. Can you hire an employee from a competitor? He's a real shyless. The second shear, due to the first shear being somewhat explosive, the second shear was a demand for guidelines. That was the second shear. Third shear was uh, food and nursing homes. Shabbat Grossman, oh, Shabbat Cohen is going to be talking about food. That also created a tumult, which necessitated another shear for guidelines. Then there was a shayla about hiring non-observant Jews in the office who are going to be running the home, which is open on Shabbos. And then the last shayla we spoke about, which sounds almost trivial or even silly in comparison to the other shaylas, was a shayla about shavers, shavers in nursing homes. Shavers and nursing homes. Okay, what is that about? Here we go. Yeah, everybody say everybody knows that Eirechayim um, is completely different among Jews than among non-Jews. Nobody has to wear tzitzis, tefillin, benching, etc. If you're non-Jewish, everybody knows your day is completely different. Nobody has to worry about kashrus, tiras mishpacha, avelus. Ebenezer is completely different. So the kitchen is different, the dining room is different, the bedroom is different, and what about the boardroom? What about the boardroom? And I'm not talking, because we've spoken about this for a long time in the shul, and not in the koil. We've given many shurim about this. Conduct in the office about brachas, and conduct in the office about mincha, but I don't mean conduct. I'm saying ways to strengthen the office, as Chaim just said before. Maybe dafiyami in the office. Maybe watching. Okay, we're supposed to be open. We're going to be open. Watching Nivel Pen in the office. Watching how we interact with the opposite gender in the office. All these things are unbelievably important. Unbelievably important. Some of them are going to be discussed later on today, but that's not what I want to discuss. I want to discuss shavers. Shavers. Okay, here's the Shiloh. Shiloh is like this. Somebody buys seven homes. I didn't check the numbers. You, you'll tell me if I'm right or wrong. I'm estimating. Seven homes, 1,200 beds, 18 Jews, 12 of them are men. Okay. Now, you have 12 Jewish men in your seven homes, none of them are religious. None of them are religious. None of them have ever been religious. You have a director of nursing who has nurses working under him or under her, and uh, you can get a violation if somebody walks into your home and one of the patients is not neatly groomed. He told me there's no explicit law, but you can definitely get a violation for it. Okay, part of a male being neatly groomed is uh, his face should be clean and neat. That requires shaving. 
That requires shaving. Okay, so now uh, how do we shave this person? Razors are very inexpensive and take less time. Shavers are more expensive and take more time. What's the answer, Rabbi Say? Can you use a razor to shave the Jewish patient, or should you buy a shaver? Now, let's even be more explicit, because we're going to be open. You have a hetemachira, you have a shtar. Okay? The shtar. We're going to be talking about shtaris a lot today. But everybody knows, as I'll speak about a little later, you can have a shtar, and you can have a shtar. And you can shave a patient with a razor. And you can have a star. You can have a star. You can shave a patient with a shaver. I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. I told you before, these are very nerve-wracking shirim for me. But I checked out what shavers cost, and I checked out what razors cost. It's about a $300 difference. I can't tell you the difference in time, what that would cost, but I can't believe it's a lot of money. Humbly? Suggestion? Buy shavers. <coughs> Humbly? Suggestion? This needs a little bit more humbleness. That's what Hashem wants. There's no shayla. Nobody's talking about major expenses. But we're talking about halacha lamaisa. How about an art class? An art class? What does an art class have to do with anything? Well, what happens if you give an art class on Shabbos? Obligated to take care of the patients in art class. And because it had a nurse, hands a crayon to a patient on Shabbos. Because you want the patient to be involved in the art class. So when should you have the art class? On Tuesday or on Saturday? When should they have the music class where they're going to listen to music? On Tuesday or Saturday? You all know the answer. Art class Tuesday, music class Saturday. Unless you're giving the patients the ability to play the music, it's Rabbonan. Let's keep it simple. Art class Tuesday, music class Saturday. Okay, next. Somebody came into the coil and said, by the way, these Shilohs are all Shilohs that came to us. Somebody has a law firm. He's about to become partner. He notices that in the law firm they send out standard procedure. Somebody brought one of these to us. In the coil who had a from business, he didn't even realize what he was sending out. On the bottom of the memorandum it says, in the bottom of the contract, it says that uh, if you pay your fees late, there's a 1.5% interest fee, which is charged every month. You send that to another Jew. You're a partner in the firm. You send that to another Jew. Very possibly, you're dealing with um, <coughs> Ribes de Reisa. Just happened to me. I don't have a business. Just happened to me. I, I, we, we, many of us, and West Virginia Spark contacted a certain law firm that works on getting your taxes uh, reevaluated, so your property taxes go down. Person's name, absolutely Jewish, 
I got my bill. He's supposedly is saving me, saving us $2,700 next year in property taxes, and therefore we have to pay him $1,350. I called him up and I said, listen, I appreciate very much what you did, and uh, I, 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 I can't pay you $1,350 in one shot. I, just, I don't have that money, and uh, I'm going to save the money next year. Can I pay it out monthly? He said, yeah, give me a credit card, they'll transfer me right away, and they were very nice about it, pay out monthly. And the person tells me that we just instituted for people who pay things monthly 1.5% per month per payment. So we've had a chance to swallow it. We had this issue with Hatila, he's a, the person who owns the firm. He said to me, um, you know what, in the spirit of the holidays, we'll just drop it. So here I went from Chesh and Mishpat, or maybe Yeridaya, two Yeridaya, I was supposed to say thank you in the spirit of holidays. Okay, it's a different Shiloh. Well, I got rid of the, I got rid of the interest. I got rid of the rivers. And that's, that's really kind of Maisim Bechol Yoyim. And as I mentioned before, uh, an administrator who's a Mechal Shabbos, can you be an administrator in a home on Shabbos? That's a very serious Shiloh. And this week we got our uh, first Shiloh Someone in town who wants to know that there's a form that you can fill out that says um, DNR on it for a patient, and it says um, the ability to extubate a patient. So uh, now we're back to the same thing. Who's directing that director of nursing to tell the nurse that they may have the ability, because the patient asked for it, to do things which might be really in violation of a I don't want to be so bold to say, but Ritzicha, Syria Shilas, Syria Shilas. We're not talking about taking someone who we love to the hospital and fighting with the doctors about what should be done to the patient. We're talking about a patient that we are giving direction to. I'm not saying anything is also. I'm just saying that these are real Shilas, real Shilas. Okay, let's continue. One of the first phrases we ever heard from Chaim Shlita is, when you have a business deal, there must be meeting of the minds. Meeting of the minds. In order to have meeting of the minds, you have to speak your mind. If you don't speak your mind, if you don't tell the person what you want, and the person doesn't understand what you want, he understands what he wants, you understand what you want, and uh, if it turns out never the twain shall meet, okay, you're all right. But that's usually not the case. Most of Chesh and Mishpat is because people did not speak out clearly what they want. Most Dine Teira, because people did not say clearly what they want. We are presently involved in two Shilas. One Shila is between, I don't want to get too specific obviously, but one Shila is between two Jews who really liked each other, who got involved in doing something. Ruvain was doing something for Shimon. Nothing was written down. Complete and total misunderstanding. They are trying to maintain some decorum of respect to each other and not be able to assist us But all of it is because nobody said anything to anybody else. That's a Shiloh that's in the hundred thousands. Then we have a Shiloh that's in the, in the millions in a real estate deal. Where very high professional people did not write things down. They made assumptions. Or maybe they said it and they thought the other person heard it. And right now we're uh, dealing with, a, with an issue of um, several million dollars in dispute. And finally, in this film, I'd like to say the following. Somebody bought us a Shiloh. It was a $10 million Shiloh. It was a complicated Shiloh. 
and we had a uh, conference call. And the person on the phone was a Harvard graduate who they told me this person is brilliant. He, he spoke so eloquently and so clearly. We had three people from the Kyle listening in the conference call to then go and say what we should do with the Shiloh. We finished the conference call, and one of the Yungalite, extremely, extremely smart, is no longer in the Kyle. Now he's, uh, he's working in business. He said to me, the, 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 the person doesn't know what he's talking about. He's making a mistake. It's absolutely alone. The person said, this Harvard graduate who's explaining what their multi-million business does, he says, there's no loans here. There's no loans here. So I got a little upset. We hung up the phone, I got a little upset. Young man. I said, this guy's a Harvard graduate. He's in business for 20 years. And you're learning in Kailu. You just got here from Lakewood. What are you talking about? He's wrong. Come on, stop it. He said, I'm telling you, he's wrong. So we called him back and said, listen, we've got to meet face to face. Next day, we meet face to face in the office with the Harvard graduate. And we said, we need to see the paperwork. The first line in the first paragraph on the first page said that this is a loan. Well, it was not Shaykh. Besides apologizing to Yungaman, asking for Mechila. What in the world is going on here? You're the Harvard graduate who knows everything and you don't know what it says in the first line of the first paragraph or the first sheet in all the contracts. So we learned the big side in the Kodal, that's what. That people who are hired and people who are working have one goal in mind, which is terrific. Absolutely terrific goal. I once heard that in Madison Avenue, one of these really fancy multi-million dollar agencies, and the CEO calls and everybody is sitting around the table in the, the leather chairs, and he says to everybody, tell me what the shot is in this business. And everybody eloquently says the shot is to be able to write great ads and get people involved, etc., etc. Everybody go around the table. The CEO says, you're all wrong. Shot in this company is to make money. Is that who? How we make money? No, Shiloh. Shot is to make money. And we understood then that people... I'm talking in a, in, a, in a good way. It's not pejorative. People want to make money. Other of them. It does not mean they know the details. Somebody can say it's not a loan. He never looked at the paperwork. It's standard paperwork. You, 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 can, you can download it off any website. He never read it. He knew it was going to be as far as the laws are concerned, but as far as the details are concerned. It was such an eye-opener. Unbelievable. Okay, I... I, I what time is it now? Okay, let's go. Here we go. I heard an unbelievable word recently. The Yavanim also came to, to destroy the way we worked in the shuk, in the marketplace. Not only did it say, I never heard this message before, not only did it say, on the Karen Ashur, which we all know, it even said it on the money. They wanted that when he picked up a piece of money, we picked up coins, we would know and remember and realize that's what the Yavonim wanted. First time I ever, I don't know, first time, one of the early times I went to a good convention, a national convention, I had the discourse of walking into the dining room. I was a little nervous. It was the first time I was speaking on Christian Mishpat. I walked into the dining room at the national convention, and there, sitting in the dining room, nobody else was there, was Ramatis Yoshlita. I walked up and said hello, and he said one of the kindest words. <laughs> he said, Would you like to join me for breakfast? And I, 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 what else was there? I, said, I sat down and he asked me what I was speaking about. And I told him to speak about Chesh and Mishpah. She said, you must say over the following smog. The smog says, in Mitzvah, say, I ain't Gimel. Paraphrasing. Smog says, where's Mashiach going to come? When Mashiach arrives, where's he coming to? 
Base Medrash, Base Knesses, where's he coming to? Chesed organization, so he's coming to Main Street, Wall Street. He's going to walk into the Shuk, and he's going to walk in like this. Someone's going to walk to him and say, who are you? I'm Mashiach. Why are you here? For the Jews. The Jews? Those guys, you can't trust anything that comes out of their mouths? Conniving, shrewd people? The Jews? He turns around and goes home. He walks into the marketplace and says, who are you, Mashiach? Why are you here? The Jews. The Jews! I never met such honest people in my life. They never changed their word. They never hurt another person. The Mashiach stays. Okay, finally, the Nesiva Sholem says in Parshas by Yechi, Yaakov Avinu was the only one of the others who was a poil. He was involved in business. Once again, as a Chaim and Rebelli both said, Siva Sholem says that Yaakovina's job was to be main business. He was Ma'ala the business. He was Makadesh the business. Here's what I also learned after 20 years. Again, first we said, make sure you don't mention in the office. This is for the people in Shul. Then when the people who are in business, we talk about the fact, make sure you're honest in business. And then we realized, going to business is also a mitzvah. Not because I'm going to, which is a good thing, not because I'm going to give money to Mishalachim during certain hours during the business day. Going to business is a mitzvah. You can take the Gashmias and be Malit to the Ruchnias. That's an unbelievable achievement. Siva Shalom says that's what Yaakov Avinu did. And the reason for that is because non Jews are not Zaytha to this. We are. The more insighted of Basim and Aleph that everybody knows, Mem Yem Kudn, it's just a lot. Basko, it says, it merits. Basko, Nil Plani. Everybody knows that piece of the Gemara. Many people forget the second piece of the Gemara. That although my Shidduch is also, is Mamishdash Gokha Protest, my Shidduch, it also says, Bias Plani, Nil Plani. Where I'm going to live is also determined 40 days. And finally, it says, Sadeh Plani, Nil Plani. The business that I happen to be in is not because I'm smart and not because my father did it. It's because Hashem said that this is what you're supposed to do. Now do it. That's the from yet. That Ashkoch is incredible. The Kailo started off, our tagline, we didn't know there was such a thing as a tagline, was to heighten the awareness. After 18 years of trying to heighten the awareness, we're now trying to upgrade. Abaisai, I don't believe there's a person in this room who hasn't upgraded their car or their kitchen. No tightness. And I've upgraded what their offices look like. They look beautiful. I've been to many of them. Kosher kitchens. Meyerdik. Mezuzas. Terrific. Gavaldik. Upgrade. Upgrade. Now, how do you upgrade your business? We have a solution. Don't have to call me. I mean, we'll take your call if you'd like to. Every business, in my humble opinion, I said this in Lakewood at a, at a um, Shabbos of Chizuk for the Balabatim, I think that every single business has to know the following. If you do a $60 million deal, don't call Erev Rosh Hashanah or Erev Yom Kippur or Erev Shabbos with an Arab Shkia and said, the deal's done, but I forgot to take care of whatever else I had to take care of. Could you please take care of it? It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Every 
prat the businessman went through to make sure his $60 million deal is a deal, that's how much time has to be spent on the halachic issues. Ah, I may not know the halachic issues. Here's our suggestion. Here's our suggestion. Many people have in-house lawyers. I think you should have in-house rabbonim. Too much of an in-house rav? Get a rav on retainer. And let the rav look through your business, because I'm telling you right now, Rabbi Isai, the Harvard graduate who speaks eloquently doesn't know what's going on in the pratim of the business for halach. And a Pesach who's involved in Chesh Mishpat is also not going to know what's going on if you call him 5 to 12. And the deal is finishing in 5 minutes. It's impossible. I asked uh, a few moments ago why we're here. You're all here. It's incredible. I like speaking. That's why I'm here. I like giving sure I'm here. You're here because I believe you want to grow. You want to grow. I've seen people grow in this city over the last 37 years. I've seen a lot of people grow. Growth means Erechayim and Yerdeya and Ebenezer. But growth means Cheshen Mishpat. That's what today is about. Make serious decisions about how you want to upgrade. Because there's no shiloh in the world. Mashiach's going to come. Bez Hashem Yisbarach. Okay, if everybody holds like the smog, doesn't hold like the smog, I don't know. But Ramat Hashem said we should talk about the smog. He's coming. And he's going to come to the businesses. He's going to say, I want to see your books. I want to see what your non-Jewish competitors and clients say about you. And that answer should be a resounding yes, Kiddush Shem Shamayim, upgrade. And you will all have the opportunity to bring Mashiach from here of the Amenu Hatzlacharab.